Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They understand it's not just a mortgage. It's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Call now to get on with Jamie Eisenberg. Sunday, it's an NFL and CBS excuse me, doubleheader featuring a battle between two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the sport when Jackson and the Ravens welcome Watson and the Texans into the charmed city. Followed by the Pats and Eagles in Philadelphia. It all starts with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. On CBS, Jamie Eisenberg of CBSSports.com, CBS HQ, and CBS Sports Radio. Saturday night's 10 o'clock on Ion Fantasy. He's on Pharrell on the bench every Friday night forever. You got to love it. Uh, it's time to pick it up, dial and dance, and call Jamie with all your fantasy problems. Who to start, who to sit, who to deal, what to do, who to flex, blah, 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 because we already know uh, Jamie's doing fantastic. I'm doing crappy. My father-in-law died today. Mafia said he's doing crappy because my father-in-law died today. And Carver High's doing fantastic because the Islanders never lose. Uh, Jamie, good to have you back on the bench. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm sorry for your loss. My condolences to you and your family. Yeah, man. Lots of dying lately, uh, Jamie. Remember, my dad just died in July, and now uh, my wife's dad dies, so it's just never-ending. Uh, the saga continues, so hopefully uh, he's in a better place. I appreciate you doing the show, as always. 855-212-4CBS. Call to get on with Jamie with your fantasy issues. By the way, Jamie, your uh, favorite start this week is your boy Devin Singletary. Uh, Carver High loves him with the Bills. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good game for him against the Dolphins. Um, coming off a disappointing performance last week against Cleveland, but I think we got to give the Browns defense a little bit of credit. And you know, he should bounce back against the Dolphins first time for the local kid in South Florida playing against the the team he may have grown up rooting for. So I always like those kind of setups. So Devin Singletary against Miami this week should be good. And you like Josh Allen this week? Yeah, I mean, look, we've seen the Dolphins defense enough to know that they're uh, they're playing much better of late. But you know, it's a situation where I think you see them. Um, you know, uh, I, I, they struggled against Josh Allen in his career. You know, three matchups, and he's been very good against them all three times. So I think Buffalo's offense, while it's still a work in progress, has a chance to play at a very high level against Miami. You're still rocking with Kyle Allen, Jimmy G. I see some of the usual suspects. I know you love famous Jameis uh, for the fantasy world. Yeah, I mean, you know, facing the Saints defense, that's down Marcus Lattimore. That's a good sign. And, um, you know, he's uh, he's clearly flawed as a, as a quarterback, but the fantasy points are there. So I, I like the setup for Dana. If you're stuck at the quarterback spot, Kyle Allen's in a good situation against the Falcons. I know they played much better than a lot of people expected against New Orleans last week, but I'm not going to buy that. I think it's going to be a situation where Kyle Allen has one of his better fantasy days this week. Yeah, I bet on the uh, Falcons last week because that number was so high. 
and they always in the you know division they always have these great games between each other and I just went with it thinking you know the Falcon season's already down the toilet. They got nothing to lose. Why not go for it? And like, you know, Quinn had said, this is a whole new season now, the second half, and they came out and proved it. So here we go. Uh, first half of calls with Jamie. Here's Paul in Louisiana. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Paul. Hey, Jamie. How you doing, man? <laughs> hey. Yes, Um, I have a 12-team PPR. Um, I could play three receivers, uh, two receivers. Hold on, let me start over. Three receivers and two running backs, or three running backs and two receivers. Can you please pick out the bunch for me? Um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Mike Gallup, Josh Jacobs, Brian Hill, McKiskit, Ty Johnson, Royce Freeman. Jesus, how do you remember all that? Honestly, I got you. This is how you. Uh, this is how you don't get Alzheimer's. Listen to Pharrell on the bench on Friday nights with Jamie Eisenberg. So he has to remember ninety players with every phone call. Um, it, it, it's actually pretty easy. Just you know, three names stood out. Uh, Josh Jacobs is just playing fantastic, and he gets the Bengals. That's an easy one. You're not benching Mike Evans now that Marcus Lattimore is out, and then I actually play both Bucks receivers. I mean, Chris Godwin, I know is been a little bit of a disappointment the last couple of games because Evans has taken over, but I just think you're going to see the, the the game get up and down between the Saints and the Bucks, and, and both receivers should do well. I like uh, Godwin's game. I think he's really uh, talented. Jay in New Jersey. Hey, what's good, guys? Um, I don't have 90 players. I only have four players, so just uh, bear with me. I need a, a one in a PPR flex, uh, Philip Dorsett. Devontae Parker, Zach Pascal, or Kellen Balaj? You know, I, I think probably the safest one would be Parker. Uh, it's not an easy matchup against uh, Tredavious White and, and the Bills, but he's going to see so many targets. Um, if you want to go the, the sneaky upside play, it's probably Dorsett just because the Eagles secondary has been their weakness. They do do a good job in their run defense, and so I think it's going to be Tom Brady coming off the bye week throwing, but you know, Dorsett is just such a wild card because he doesn't see a lot of targets. So if you're just going to play the, the guy who has a chance to catch the ball the most, it's probably Parker, maybe Pascal. But, um, you know, if you want to go sort of shoot for the stars, it might be Philip Dorsett against the Eagles. There you go, Jay. Um, Novell in Maryland, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, thank you for taking my call. First off, for all the callers, please don't ask Pharrell and Jamie how they're doing. They're fine. I'm fine. Everybody's Honestly. Fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, Standard League, I need two, Woods, Sanu, or Miles Sanders, and what's DST do you like, Oakland or, or the Bills? Thank you. I mean, the Bills get the Dolphins, so at some point, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to have one of these, you know, four turnover games, and it, it could easily come this week, so I think you just play the Bills against Miami. Um, the, the guys that you have are, are interesting. I think Woods is probably the, the best one. Um Keep an eye on Jordan Howard's health. If he's out, then Miles Sanders is a must-play. You know, so that's something I think you just got to keep an eye on. If Howard plays, you go the other way. If Howard is out, you play Miles Sanders with Woods. All right, there you go, Novell. Uh, Greg in Charleston, a great spot. Hey, you guys are great, James. Um, uh, more long-term, what do you like better, the Jets tight end or uh, this Hollister guy from Seattle? I think you got to go with Hollister. You know, I, I know Ryan Griffin has had a couple good moments. Um, uh, before Chris Herndon came back last week, and you know, hopefully he plays well this week. But you know, with what we saw from Hollis over the last couple of weeks, uh, three touchdowns in the last two games, they've been trying to replace Will Disley, and so I, I like that setup for him, especially if Tyler Lockett's going to miss any time. I know that's not expected to happen, but you never know with the guy that was hospitalized, and you know, who knows what will happen with him coming off their bye week. So I like both guys' situations, but 
uh, with the way that uh, Hollister's been used, I think it's a little bit better, safer for him. All right, Greg, have a good weekend down there. Luke, and by the time I get to racially profiled Arizona. Well, Jamie, hey, yeah. I'm going to be real, real simple on this one. Uh, Jamie, I need to know who you start, Matt Ryan or uh, 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 Carr? This is. You know, I've gone back and forth on this, and I'm actually having a, a decision of those two guys in one of the, one of my own leagues. Um, I think if you're looking at it from a one-week situation, Derek Carr is looking a little bit more attractive just because the Bengals are so bad. Uh, they just put Jacob Patrick on IR. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Carr is better. It's just a matter of will he be throwing enough to give you the points that you need. You know, Ryan, I'm sure, is going to be throwing a lot because it's typically what happens with that team. But he's now down Devontae Freeman and – Austin Hooper. So I think Carr might be better for this week, but uh, Ryan probably has the higher ceiling. So it's the floor ceiling play. Um, I'm probably going to go Derek Carr myself. So if you want to do that, you can do the same thing. All right, there you go, Luke. Uh, Steve in Miami, you're on the bench. Sorry for your loss, Scotty. Thanks, dude. Um, I got, uh, no worries. I got a uh, tough question. Superflex PPR, uh, Mixon or Foles? And I'm definitely benching Fitzpatrick. Thank you, guys. I'll listen. You know, anytime you can play quarterback in the, in the super flex league, I think it's the right play to go. Um, Mixon should do should do well. Um, it's it's not an easy matchup, but it's not a difficult one. And the fact that he had over 100 yards against Baltimore last week shows you that he still can get the job done even in a tough situation. But you know, all Foles needs to do is get you you know 202. Uh, even if he has a turnover, typically that's going to be better unless the scoring is just so skewed against quarterbacks. But if you can play a quarterback in the super flex spot, it's always the right right play to go. All right, Danny in uh, Bristol, you're on uh, Bristol. Where is he? Uh, where are you, uh, Dan? Bristol, Virginia. Oh, all right, cool. I, that's what I thought, Bristol. Sorry, but sorry for your loss there, Scotty. I got two quick ones for you, Jamie. The first one's easy. Well, I don't know if it's easy, but Tom Brady or Josh Allen. The second one is one of four. I need James White, McCall Hardman. McKissick and uh, Marquise Brown. Thank you. Have is a is it PPR or non-PPR? Huh? Is it a PPR or non-PPR? PPR. Yeah, then I think you go with James White. Uh, if it was non-PPR, I think Marquise Brown would be the answer there. But, um, you know, White's got a, a nice safe floor of about 11 points, and if he scores, that could be 15, 16, 17. Um, I'd go with Josh Allen over Brady. Um, you know, Brady should do well against the Eagles, but it's uh, – it's a little bit of a gamble with him, you know, just not knowing how both teams will do coming off of a bye week and where the ceiling is. And I think Josh Allen has sort of proven himself that he's a, a pretty good fantasy option. And, again, when he faces Miami, he tends to put on his best performances. So you're playing against the Dolphins. That's the, that's the route you're going here. All right, Jeff in Ohio, you're on with Jamie Eisenberg. Hey, Jamie, uh, four and six in the league, and I really need a win this week. And I'm trying to debate between my two running backs, positions and a flex uh, my four running backs to choose from are Gurley, Coleman um, Hill from Atlanta and Montgomery for Chicago and then I also have Tyreek Williams I could throw in as a flex uh, as wide receiver uh, which three of those would you choose yeah I, I think you go um, yeah yeah, I'd, I'd go Coleman. Uh, I think he'll play well against the Cardinals, especially with Matt Breed out. I think you look at uh, Brian Hill with no Devontae Freeman. He should get a ton of touches, and, and the Panthers just give up so many touchdowns to running backs. And then um, Tyrell Williams, you know, it's a, it's a scenario where he didn't score the last two weeks, but the Bengals, again, they're such a, 
uh, beat up secondary, and he should, you know, get back to some big play opportunities. So I like those three guys the best. There you go, Jeff. Steve and Fairfax Vi, you're on the bench. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm wondering if I should go, uh, Jamie, I'm in the half-point PPR, uh, Calvin Ridley or Terry McLaurin, which one would you lean towards? I'll play the matchup here and go with McLaurin. Um, you, you know, I, I know it's been a struggle with him and, and Dwayne Haskins, and hopefully Haskins shows a, little, shows a little signs of life, you know, coming off of the bye week with the chance knowing that he's going to be the starter to prepare for just a one-game scenario against a bad Jets secondary. So I like the fact that Bill Callahan said they're going to move him around a little bit in terms of McLaurin, and so – uh, Ridley's just been tough to trust. He, he can easily have the better day, but I'll play the matchup here, and hopefully McLaurin comes through. All right, we're coming back with the second half of your calls with Jamie Eisenberg. Don't forget to check him out Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern with Eye on Fantasy Football right here on the network. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, we're talking to Jamie Eisenberg of CBSSports.com, CBS HQ, and, of course, CBS Sports Radio. You hear a show Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, Eye on Fantasy so uh, every Friday night, he's on a bench taking your calls. This is the second half of action, and let's hit the phones. Saxon in Texas, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you my call. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I need to fill a flex spot in my PPR. Uh, should I go David Montgomery or Scary Terry? I think the choice may be made for you. I just don't know if Montgomery's going to play. And the fact that it's a, uh, a night game, you know, unless we get word that he's going to be out there, uh, you probably go with McLaurin. So, uh, unfortunately for everybody with David Montgomery, this may be a situation where he's not out there after all the bank on practice this week. So I like the Florida situation. You know, it's just a, it's a good matchup against the Jets defense. I think they've given up uh, nine touchdowns to receivers in their last five games, if I remember that correctly. So they've been bad in their secondary in the corner, hopefully as one of his better games, especially if this is a big game that Haskins needs to show up in. All right. Uh, we're going to call you right back, Jamie. Your uh, phone sounds like crap. So we'll uh, dial you right back. Golden State up 41-35 on the Celtics now. So Boston climbing back into this game at the chase in San Francisco. They were getting blown out early. But here they come. Another three ball. It's 41-38. Celtics down three. All right, Jamie's back. Dave in Green Bay, you're on the bench. Yeah, three questions for you here. My Russell Wilson's on by this week, so... I'm just wondering, uh, Kyle Allen or David Carr, Calvin Ridley or Marvin Jones Jr., and Washington defense or the New York Jets defense? Yeah, I, I, I play Carr. I think it's a good setup for him. Um, you know, both quarterbacks should do well, but I like Carr a little bit better. Uh, I probably would go with the Jets defense just because Haskins has been worse than Darnold, um, but both defenses have a chance to play well here. And then the receivers are a toss-up. I think Marvin Jones, you know, at least you know that the targets will be there for him. Ridley is just such a wild card because I thought when they traded Muhammad Sanu, his targets would go up. We just haven't seen that lately, so uh, Marvin Jones a little bit safer than Calvin Ridley right now. All right, there you go, Dave. <laughs> Here's another Dave in Wisconsin here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, the listeners. I'm drunk, I'm hammered, and I'm throwing up in between the Talking to Pharrell, so nobody cares, right? <laughs> That's awesome. The Oakland game, I got same team, Boyd or Mixon? I, I have no idea what's happening there, but some guy's like hurling on my show, so I don't <laughs> even know what to say to that. Um, I like the setup for Mixon. You know, Boyd has a, has a good scenario as well just because the Raiders secondary has been bad, but you're still counting on Ryan Finley to get him the ball, whereas at least Mixon, you saw 30 carries last week. It seems like they're going to be committed to him 
win or lose. So I would play Mixon and just hope that this is the first game that he finds the end zone on the ground, but he does have three receiving touchdowns against a team that's allowed five receiving touchdowns on the season to running back. So you had, oh, by the way, 855-212-4227 to get on with Jamie. Call now. It's either now or never. You like Greg Olson, and I thought he was huge last week in that game at Lambeau. He made so many huge catches. Yeah, he uh, you know surprised us a little bit just because it seemed as if he was trending in the wrong direction after Cam went down. Really, his best games of the season were the first two um, with Cam and then you know, the matchup against Arizona, which every tight end plays well against. But I think it's a good setup for him. You know, you, you see if he can get five, six, seven targets, he's still you know running well enough, and Kyle Allen's playing well enough that he's trustworthy, and it's a, it's a position that's so bad. So hopefully he continues to see those targets and does well. All right, Kenny in South Carolina, you're on with Jamie. Hey, Jamie, I'm in a full-point PPR league. Um, I need a, uh, a wide receiver spot and a flex spot filled, so I need two of these three players uh, in the lineup. Uh, Chris Kurt, uh, Sammy Watkins, or Carlos Hyde? Yeah, I'd probably receivers there. Uh, Hyde going against the Ravens is going to be a tough, tough battle for him. Um, he's had a very nice season, but you know a lot of times he has empty touches, and what I mean by that is he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns and he doesn't catch the ball very much, and so you're counting on him to get over 100 yards rushing against the Baltimore defense that's still very, very good against the run. So Kirk, I think, is going to struggle, uh, especially after the three touchdowns last week, but I just think those are your, your best bets, the two wide receivers. All right, there you go. Uh, Shelby in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, PPR League, Zach Ertz or Cortland Sutton. And how do you feel about Damian Williams this week? I think Williams will play well. You know, it's just a matter of we'll find out if LaShawn McCoy is active. That could be an indication of the fumble that Williams had last week. Did not sit well with Andy Reid, and he wants to go back to McCoy to whatever extent. But, you know, the last two weeks they've been committed to Damian Williams. Uh, the flex, the other, the other position's a little tougher um, because while Zach Ertz should be great because he's going to get all the targets he can handle without Alshon Jeffrey in there, obviously the Patriots know that as well, and they're going to their defense is going to make things tough on him. But I would still play him as opposed to Cortland Sutton with Brandon Allen going against the Vikings. I think it's just safer to go there. All right, Jack and Dallas on the ticket. Oh, must be me. Uh, hey, Jamie, uh, I'm trying to fill a flex in a standard league. Um, usually I'd take Diggs or Michelle. Uh, it doesn't seem like they have great matchups this week. Uh, would you take one of those two guys or Hollywood Brown or Mohamed Sanu? You know, I like to set up for, for uh, Hollywood Brown, for Marquise Brown. Um, you know, the Texans defense obviously has uh, struggled against the pass. I know they're getting a little bit healthy in their secondary, but you saw last week that, you know, Lamar Jackson took some shots to, to Brown. I think he could do the same thing. The over-under is uh, – you know, right around 50 points. So Vegas thinks this game is going to go up and down. And, you know, typically in that type of game, I think Lamar Jackson will rely on his playmakers like he has most of the season. So I like Marquise Brown set up the best if that's the one guy you need to choose. All right, there you go, Jack. Three more. Uh, Andrea in Buffalo. Hi. Um, hi, Jamie. Hey. Um, I have a half-point PPR. Um, Russell Gage or Demarcus. Parker from Miami. (laughs) Um, I like to to set up for Russell Gage, but I still think you stick with Parker. You know, both guys may see the same amount of targets, but, you know, at least you know with Parker, he's the guy in Miami, whereas Gage is at best the third guy behind Julio and Ridley, and he may be the fourth guy with Brian Hill now. So 
Um, while the targets may be the same, and it could be a, a, a tougher situation for Parker, at least he's going to be you know, focused and, and, and fed the ball. And for what it's worth, he did score against Buffalo in the first meeting in Week 7. So do you think that there could have been a two-for-one Pinot Grigio night going on there? <laughs> <laughs> Steve in uh, Smashville. Scotty. Yo. Hey, listen, fellas, I got a, a trio here that's giving me fit. I've got Cortland Sutton, Michael Gallup, and Marquise Brown, and I'm trying to fill one flex spot. Yeah, I, I'd go with Gallup. I mean, Detroit's secondary is, is clearly not very good. They have Darius Slay. If things go as you would probably expect, Slay's probably going to shadow Amari Cooper to give Michael Gallup some opportunities to make some plays. Even if they leave Slay on one side, I don't think it will be you know just Gallup against Slay all game long. So uh, Sutton could be good, uh, and I understand why you're having you know some concerns, but I think Gallup just has the highest ceiling of this group. All right, Steve, have a good weekend. And finally, Dave in Hawaii. Yay. Bakalulu, mahalo, my man. Check out. Ooh. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hey, love the show. Thanks, dude. Um, I got um, Cooper Cup with golf playing also. And Turk with foes coming back, uh, non-PPR. I like both. Trace between one of them. I, I can't imagine that Cooper Cup has another disappointing game like we had last week. He's been so good all season long. And I think if you look at the way that the Rams are probably going to have to operate with the offensive line being beat up once again, it's going to be ball out quick for, for Jared Goff. And Cooper Cup typically operates in that area where you still get a ton of targets. I think Chark will be great also. But, um, you know, the, the connection with Foles and, and Chark, we just haven't seen that yet. So I would bank on Cup bouncing back and hopefully bouncing back in a big way. All right, there you go. Jamie, killer stuff tonight. Enjoy the games on Sunday. Thanks for coming on the bench. Check out Jamie Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern right here on CBS Sports Radio with Ion Fantasy Football. Jamie, my man, thanks, brother. Have a killer weekend. You got it, Pharrell. Condolences again, and I uh, hope your family's doing okay. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Jamie Eisenberg, ladies and gentlemen. Two-for-one Pinot Grigio night. I know that uh, Darwin Zook loves two-for-one night at the old uh, barn. Red wine for me. Red wine, all right. Keani or? A little Cabernet. You can work with that? Yeah. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, don't forget, everybody's catching on. Everybody's doing it. Pharrellonthebench.com is taking over. The best site for picks, top shelf results, killer price, unequaled football snacks, Hoops, please. Pharrellonthebench.com is a slam dunk. Hockey winners, boxing, MMA, we're a knockout. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. You're going to need to. So anyway, uh, Carver High, I don't know. He's on the phone, so I can't ask him really. But I saw this um, this interview or something that uh, Sean Avery did, right? And uh, I don't know what show it was on. But uh, maybe he was on, uh, am I wrong? Uh, oh, so he was on uh, this, with this chick, uh, Julie Stewart Banks. I don't know her, so I'm not uh, privy to all this stuff. I've heard of her, obviously. Mavi, isn't that the lady that they've mentioned around here before, like in the last couple of weeks? Some people have. Yeah. Some people have mentioned her for things around here. Right. So uh, do you know her? She's been on a number of different uh, outlets. She's been on Fox Sports One. She's been on, uh, you know, the Barstool Radio. I All think right. she's also now doing uh, the, the one soccer channel she's on. Fubu, Fubo Sports Network. Uh, anyway, no offense. I'm not trying to be mean to anybody here. I just don't know. I'm not familiar with with the whole thing. 
So did you see this interview that she did with uh, Sean Avery? No, I, I wouldn't take anything Sean Avery says and ever listen to it. Okay, fair enough. But, but you know, we obviously know who Sean is. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and then a lot of people may know who she is. I don't, I'm not privy to her, but I, I know that she's quote-unquote popular or something. Oh, I don't know. Like, they're mentioning her around here for jobs, aren't they? Okay, she's not getting a job, according to Carver. He's the inside source here for everything at the network. And then um, she did an interview with him, and then he went off on the Don Cherry thing is what I'm getting at here. I don't really care who she is or what he does anymore, but he just stood up for him. He said that um, in not so many uh, words, he said to hang him out to dry at this point because he said something, and then she said something like, let's remember it wasn't necessarily just one thing as you acknowledged. He's like, yeah, he said many things, but I don't know. I mean, was it really that bad? I don't know. And she says, I think it was offensive enough on, on top of the, and then he cut her off to who? The Twitter brigade, to the blue check marks. She said to immigrants in Canada, I think a lot of people who are fans of the game aren't necessarily from the uh, prototypical background that Don Cherry thinks. A lot of people really love the game and love Canada and felt that they were being targeted from where they came from. And then Avery said, that's because the social media trolls and the heroes of the world automatically make the assumption that Don's a racist. Well, he did it uh, to himself, she said. And then Avery says, well, he really didn't because I don't believe Don Cherry's a racist. And then she said, how come? He blatantly said it on television. He said, I don't think that his words were racist. I think if you saw Don Cherry and you're an immigrant and Don Cherry was walking into a Tim Hortons, I believe Don Cherry would stop and open the door and hold the door for anyone. And then she said, I'm sure he would. And then he said, I don't uh, think that so. Uh, I don't think that so. So the root of Don Cherry is he's not a racist man. She says the language when you say, when you don't say you people that come here from other countries. And Avery says, Don Cherry is a man that hasn't evolved with modern talk, speaking. He's an older man. She says, this is moral. This is not a little thing. It's just treating people with respect and dignity. And he says, right. But we all have grandparents who I think haven't evolved with modern times. And I wouldn't say that, grandparent, your grandfather's racist. You know, I cut people a little bit of slack. And I think Grapes, he was an incredible entertainer for a long time. And they went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, anyway... Yeah, I think it's great that, you know, they had a uh, conversation or whatever, and it wasn't like an argument, you know what I mean? They just had a difference of op op opinion, and I actually uh, think some of what he says makes a lot of sense. Uh, I really do. I mean, the guy's 85 years old, and, you know, I get it. What he said was uh, offensive. Fair enough? I get it. I'm not... Uh, I'm not arguing that fact, but I do, in some sense, feel like he's right about one thing, Avery, and that, you know, uh, grandparents and older people, if you will, et cetera, that haven't evolved with modern times and that, you know, uh, don't speak the modern talk, language, things of this nature. Now, I get it. Everyone's just quickly crucifying him and, uh, you know, He's finished. They fired him. So it doesn't matter. They already fired him and washed their hands of him. That was their way to get rid of the old guy. That's all there is to it. He was 85. They wanted to get rid of him, and they found their way. You know, I'm sure there were people at that network at, at some level. When you're 85 years old, there's people that want you gone. 
right? I mean, honestly, I don't care who you are. At some point, you're 85, 90 years, years old. You got to go, right? And I think they found their way out in a in fast order. They just were like, all right, this guy just said something racist. We're out of here. We're done with him. Cut him. And that was it. And they got and they handled a, a you know what would seem to be a never-ending problem, which is how do you get rid of Don Cherry after he's been there for 50 years? The guy's an institution, right? He was literally an institution in hockey in Canada. I don't care what anybody says. That's a fact. And the bottom line is, is he's, you know, really old. And they, I'm sure, you can't even deny it, that there's got to be some young suits and power trippers that run that place that are like, we got to get rid of this guy. We got we to gotta skew younger. Would you agree with that, Carver High? Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely got something to do with it. That's the trend all around. Um just getting rid of him in general, uh, look, it was a long time coming. There's no doubt about that. But any, they were probably looking for any way to get him out Do of Do you it. feel that, is there any truth to the fact that, like, what he said was, um, you know, that he knows him, I know him, uh, that he's a great guy, and that he would, like, you know, he'd be nice to anyone. He's been nice to hockey fans forever. Now, I won't deny the guy's been an absolute jerk about foreign players. He's he's obsessed with Canada only, and everybody else sucks. Every no one knows how to play hockey but Canadians, which is hilarious to me. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. But he's been trying to sell that for forty years that everyone else sucks. We're the best. Screw you. You have nothing. You're a hack. You're a European. Remember, he hates Europeans like no other. And then Americans are right behind him, right? So uh, his opinions have always gotten people hot under the collar. But I wouldn't. Uh, I've never known the guy not to be a great guy. Just He was a great guy. He was just the nicest guy ever, right, to everybody. And obviously he had a big head. I mean, when you're as big as he is and you're when you're his star like he has been for that long, I mean, you got to have a, an ego. There's just no getting around it. I don't, I've never met anyone that had that kind of juice and that kind of power and that kind of prestige and, and you know, popularity and fame and not have, you know, some kind of a, chip on their shoulder like i'm you know don't you know who i am <laughs> i mean i've never met one literally everyone i know that has that kind of aura that kind of fame believe me you they think they're special believe me you I, and i've been around it for 35 years everyone i know that's famous thinks they're special that they're better than everybody i mean let's that, that's just the bottom line so i never knew that guy to be anything but the like nicest guy in the world Right. Like I always he was always just super nice to me and everybody else. Like I was this, you know, screaming, loudmouth, lunatic hockey announcer for the Atlanta Thrashers. And he knew we sucked. And he, you know, he wouldn't spit on them. They were so bad. And then he but he was nice to me. Guy was like the nicest guy ever. And uh, but boy, did they just absolutely hang him. I mean, it was like in the town square at high noon. Get him out. I mean, honestly, who cares? Just go away. Go away. Finish. Go away. You're out. You're, you're, you said a dumb thing. You got to pay for it. You're out. Career over. Finished. Done. Done. No no second chances. Second chances? He's been on the air for 100 years. So he doesn't need a second chance. He's got all that money. He's had second chances. Did he say anything this bad? I can't go through everything he's ever said ridiculous in his career. But now he gets to, like, Saturday nights, he can just drink beer and watch hockey. He doesn't have to worry about working anymore. He doesn't even have to wear his fancy suits anymore, Carver High. I'm sure he'll find a place to wear them. Really? A guy like him doesn't stay out of the public eye. He isn't going to go sit on the porch 
and throw the radio on and listen to uh, Leafs Canadians, you know, in, in his backyard. Um, he's going to find a, an outlet. You think he's got an above-ground pool? Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure he's got an, a couple of pools, so he'll be just fine. Michael in South Carolina. Hey, Scott Farrell. How you doing, hey, man? Hey, dude. Everything's good. I'm ready for the big SEC game. I was going to ask you, can Georgia win the big one on the road over Auburn? Well, I think everyone and their brothers uh, taking Georgia in that football game. I think Auburn can upset them, but, you know, I've been wrong before, so we'll see. I, You know, I think going to Jordan Harris is a tough place to play. I don't care who you are. I don't care how, how high you're ranked. I don't care how good your quarterback is. I don't care what the weather is. All I know is that's a tough place to play. Any way you slice it, go to Auburn, have fun. I mean, it is not an enjoyable experience as uh, a road team. And so I think they've got a shot against Georgia for sure. Uh, and I really do. Now, if Georgia goes in there and whacks them, I'll be surprised. I really will. Because, uh, you know, they're tough. They, they can play anybody. I know they've lost a couple games, but they've had a brutal schedule. And I think it's prepared them. For believe it or not, I think it's prepared them for this game and the Alabama game. That schedule it airs. It's the same thing in college basketball. If you play a bunch of really tough teams all year long and fare, you know, 500 against them, you know what I mean? If you do decent against really good teams, you lose half of them, you win half of them. I guarantee you by the time conference tournament rolls around and NCAA tournament rolls around, you'll be better served by that and it'll be a tougher out for anyone in your conference tournament or the NCAA tournament. It's the same thing in football. If you play a brutal schedule, I think you're better prepared for big games at the end of the season when everybody else is piking out and petering out. You can go out and play a big game uh, based on all those tough games you've played. It's made, I think, a man out of you, and I think that they can definitely show up and give Georgia a game. I really do. You know, I, I think Georgia's got a good football program, and I think they have a good team and a good coach and a good quarterback and everything else. But to write them in as automatic every week, like they're just unbeatable. How about that game against South Carolina? How'd that go for them? I mean, they got and they lost that game at home, didn't they? They lost that game at home and uh, in Athens. And, and who would have thunk it, right? So don't tell me they can't be beat. They got beat by a, uh, an, a very average football team. So they slept walk through that one. They better not sleepwalk at Jordan Air. They'll get their ass beat. Mike in Sydney, Australia, down under. My man, Mike. Scotty. Hey. How you going, mate? How's everything, bro? Not much, man. I had to work half a day, and I got back. It's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon here, and just been putting down the beers, watching the games at the moment. Sweet. <laughs> hey, um, uh, not to, well... Anyway, uh, I was I was watching I was listening to the replay of the show yesterday to hear uh, NASCAR George yesterday. Right. right. I listened to his call about ten times over and over. He's a classic. Right. He's great, man. He's been doing the show forever, and he uh, it's always the same thing. It's quite an experience having him on and people hearing him. It's it's very funny. He gets a huge reaction. Mate, that guy needs to do, like, racehorse commentary or something like that because he goes a million miles an hour. I know. He really does. But he's, uh, you know, he's got all kinds of health issues. I mean, the guy's rocking about 350, 400 pounds. He's, he's got all kinds of uh, health problems and everything else. I always worry about him. Uh, we love NASCAR, George. 
Yeah, no, a true legend. And he, he can just pick up any date or any year or any stat that, you know, that's happened in history. So, yeah. He's, he's, got, a, he's got an incredible uh, memory for uh, certainly uh, wrestling and NASCAR. I got 20 seconds, Mike. What do you want to say about the Cowboys? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I pretty much know their, their fate. But what do you think, man? Like, this year, is it, it's over or what? They're just, I don't know if it's coaching. There's right. talent there. I know that they're yeah, uh, talking about, like, we're, don't worry, we'll peak at the right time. I think that's the funniest thing I've heard in the NFL this year. What are they waiting for, the second coming? I mean, are the Cowboys ever going to wake up and start winning games and playing good football? Uh, I think Dak Prescott's uh, comments were laughable. Good hearing from you, Mike. Let's go to the Billy Idol Hour of Love. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.